0: Hi, I was exploited for my sexuality. For about 10 years, I diminished that and let my shame voice take over. I am going to be here with you on a whole new level where we are no longer allowing shame or guilt or fear to be present. We're here to thrive, we're here to be open, we are here to celebrate, and we are here to help others as always. Welcome to the unintentional fucking porn star, yeah. Excellent. Yay! Ah, Okay, wow. Um. So everybody, we are here with Kada. Kada and I met through beautiful circumstances, but ultimately Kada was someone who instantly within herself and her work made me feel so held that I cried the first time we talked, like the first time we linked up. And I am just like thrilled inside to have this conversation. So welcome, Kada. Hello. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, you're welcome. So Kada runs so many beautiful programs and organizations, Um, one of them being True to Soul, which is where I linked in with you at first, Kada. True to Soul is a inclusive space for anybody that is dealing with sexual trauma. And <laughs> The energy held within True to Soul is so big, bold, beautiful, and so encompassing and so warming. Um, So it's uh, where there's discrete workshops, there's professional programs for transformative healing for women who are dealing with anything from sexual trauma recovery. And so, Kada, is there anything within True to Soul that you wish to elaborate on or even within your work that you wish to share share with people um, before we step into the conversation about, you know, how we linked up and how we're going to hopefully hold space for others here.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, You know, when it comes to program development, which is my niche, focusing on trauma recovery and even more focused on sexual trauma recovery, Um, it's something that I come to as a survivor of my own complex traumas that began in childhood, in toddlerhood, to be specific. And so growing up, you know, I I walked through different points in my life where I realized, okay, I don't have access to what I need to heal. When I finally chose to Mm -hmm. pursue a healing journey, I found misogyny, I found racism, I found ineptitude, Mm -hmm. um, lack of access, lack of, of existence of the services that I needed as a survivor. And that's what really um, called in me uh, this, this, you know, this need Mm -hmm. to fill the gap, to fill that gap. And particularly for BPOC, and indigenous women and eventually to expand out to all who identify as women who are trauma survivors, anything from harassment to rape and intimate partner violence is part of that picture. So when I created True to Soul and the programs that we we create there and develop there, it's really creating a safe, inclusive Non judgmental sanctuary Mm -hmm. for people to come. And so these programs, this part of the program is anonymized so people can come and not fear that they have to disclose or that their life can be uprooted professionally or personally. It's virtual, 100% virtual. So people who may be in wherever it may be, they can't leave their home for whatever reason, they could access it. Mm -hmm. And it's peer to peer. So We have Mm -hmm. people coming in who are experts from around the world, are international service provider providers, but the 15 people who are in the room who we won't see each other's faces. Mm -hmm. um, They are all people who have their own journeys that they've walked. Mm -hmm. And so there's a community that's being created that has been created over the years of people who are willing to share um, and really seeking to have people who just want to listen, not give them answers, but just share and listen.
0: Ah, which is truly exactly what I felt when I looked at your site, when I looked into who you were. And then when I linked in with you in person, like the word sanctuary, when you were describing that right now, I, my whole body went, that's exactly what I felt. I walked into was a sanctuary and a safe space. And I think the really great thing too, that Um, it's so funny for me having all of these feelings when I actually haven't even gone through any of your like workshops or programs, but like just the way you exude that and the way your work exudes that is just, it's like, it just, it blows my mind. It's so powerful. So even the fact that you said, you know, like we're not here to necessarily, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like provide answers, you know, it's sort of more to be heard. And that's the part that I almost felt was. Was lacking for my experience. And what I find a lot of people um, feel as well is is this, where is my space to exist? Where is the space to feel what I'm feeling? And where is the space to almost not necessarily relate because everyone's experiences are different, even within a similar sort of categorization, but at the same time be like, oh my gosh, you know, for me, this was the first time Um, connecting with you and having within my own internal sort of um, healing where I, I don't know what it was, but where I went, I have sexual trauma and I went, oh my gosh. And I think that's why I cried was because Mm. of course I knew I had sexual trauma and I was dealing with it. But for me to sit with myself and be held in a space where I can be heard and held being like, I have sexual trauma. And it was just like, oh, like, oh, my gosh. And having dealing with it being online sexual assault or online sexual violation or anything, I think for myself, what I'm learning is that it is I mean, again, everything is different, but it is just as um. violating or effective on your soul as it is, because I've also had in person sexual violations as well. And I'm, I think that there was a lack of connection between the traumas that I've experienced from it. And, and, and it almost felt like it was a mental trauma that I had to be okay with the, like saying like, you have sexual trauma from something that's online. Like it's not even like it's you, but it's online. It almost felt like disconnected. So I felt connected from it mm-hmm. to it for the first time in, in your arms basically, you know? So, oh, like I, yeah. <laughs> and just coming to this realization, even in the last few weeks, months has been really life-changing and helped propel me forward in how I can help others, which is blowing my mind as well. So Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Rebecca. Like, (laughs) it's, um,
1: I'm speechless, which is not uh, usual. Like, I usually have something ready to say. But um, for me, hearing that, it moves me almost to tears. And you always think, okay, there's no more um, room in my heart uh, for that magnitude of feeling, Mm -hmm. or there's no more room in my heart. Um, to be broken again. And each time something happens in our lives, we learn that that's not the truth, Mm -hmm. that as long as we have breath in our body, there's opportunity for either one of those and so much more. Mm -hmm. And so hearing you speak, I've heard people over the years, I've experienced it myself, just this magical thing that happens when we just can feel seen, heard, and valued. Nothing more than that. It doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be some kind of scientifically backed process that's guaranteeing me Uh, 150% success. (laughs) It doesn't have to be that because, you know, gimmicks come, gimmicks go. Um, Many of us have been through the ringer with different therapists and not speaking ill of therapists because ill Mm -hmm. therapists are part of our program. What I'm saying is that the system that's built around it telling us that our healing is to be found only in a pill or only in some Mm -hmm. one modality of treatment is where i think we miss we miss the target we miss the point
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um each of us were so uniquely constructed um so uniquely expressed Mm -hmm. and expressing And our journey, like you said earlier, is also so unique, the Mm. composition of it. Mm. You know, what were my experiences growing up in my family? What were the narratives? Um, What was my environmental situation, like socioeconomic? Like the intersectionality is quite profound. Mm. And so where is there a button for that? (laughs) Like, where is there one pill for that? There isn't. There isn't. What there is, is an opportunity to create a safe space Mm -hmm. that allows people who, yeah, maybe done a lot of work in an area, Mm -hmm. maybe trained in an area, maybe have walked through some, some life experiences that they're willing to share that is willing to speak out loud about that Mm -hmm. and let the chips drop where they may. Mm -hmm. Each person in this space, um, what was important for me? And I built it based on what I needed that I didn't get. Mm -hmm. that was my impetus and so I thought I'd love to be in a space where someone's willing to share and I could just take what I need, mm-hmm. um, take what works for me and leave the rest. Right. I don't want to be convinced about anything. I don't yep. want to be told what yep. symbolism means when I innately know I'm just blocked. Yes. I want someone to reflect back to me mm-hmm. what I'm saying or what um I'm presenting in a way that's non-judgmental. Um, That is, you know, not biased Mm -hmm. in any way. Um, I've been through those, you know, those types of adversities sitting in front of, you know, someone who's meant to be my therapist, but have, has filters that they can't see beyond or are Mm -hmm. completely unaware of, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's based on race or gender or, you know, socioeconomic class. Um, It's, it's something that really irked me. Um, that when we go searching for this type of thing, it's because we've been harmed. Mm. And to be vulnerable and then be reharmed harmed uh-huh. yeah. that's an atrocity. That's, yeah. it's horrible. Woof. It's horrible. Right? And, it, and
0: it happens, I feel quite, it happens a lot. <laughs> it, it happens, I feel, this is, purely based on my experience and the experiences around me from talking with people is that it happens more than not, you know, it happens. If not, I I can't, I like I, every single experience I have talked to, I'm trying not to say this in terms of like an extreme, but every single person I have talked to has, um, touched on almost like the being re-traumatized from trying to seek help even and, and, and made to feel, even more in their panic or their, their isolation or confusion. And, um, it's, I, I look at us both being speechless during this. Like I, I, the urgency I feel around that safety for all humans too. And the fact that if we hold that safety for all humans, there's, you know, the, the the theory is that there's going to be less pain, less hurt, and it will create a healthier environment. These are theories for myself based on, you know, either my existentialism or my my readings or what have you. But I really truly feel that in holding space for people, especially for women or people of color, anybody or, or anyone who has been isolated or like just ugh, treated awfully is, you know, having that space for all of us and, and educating us on that safety, it it will help everybody too, you know, and, and, and (laughs) on the immediacy of, you know, even what we're talking about, well, we need to hold the people that have, have also been harmed right now. Like, hold hold on a second here, you know, like, you know, so. Yeah. uh. That's why I admire what you're
1: doing so much. Mm. Because I've been at this for a while, a couple of decades, and it's, always been so highly stigmatized Mm -hmm. Um, to the extent where I used what I said I was doing Mm. to be trauma recovery in general, resiliency development, I love positive speak, and DEI, which used to be called multiculturalism. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I would drill down to sexual trauma, first of all, I can tell um, how resonant it is with people, either in body language or in the eyes or even in the stillness. Mm. There are all kinds of responses that happen when I know someone knows Mm -hmm. they understand either from personal experience or proximity, but there's Mm -hmm. always been a a resistance to talking about that out loud and (sighs) it's so insidious Mm -hmm. and that's how it's perpetuated. That's how the legacy continues. Mm -hmm. People want to ensconce it in silence. Yes. That just ignoring it will make us look away from the fact that there are segments of our society that. Literally are predatory. Yeah. Um, So predatory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, That aren't even touched by our justice system. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, within families, the secrets that are held because Mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about something that is, it's truly ugly. Mm -hmm. It's truly painful. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really about transmuting the pain. Mm. Not about avoiding it because that's how that's how we're socialized. We avoid the pain, we avoid discomfort, um, and what that translates into is a lot of pus sitting in the gut, yep. and making us sick. Yep. And as individuals and society, and then we just put band aids on it. It's like, oh, yeah. there's a little deep over there. Let's put a band aid.
0: It'll come off, but
1: we'll put another one on. And yes. um, we're not getting to the core, and so mm-hmm. I'm just. I feel like that's what I've been fashioned for. Mm -hmm. I've been fashioned to not be cowed um, by the pain and discomfort. And therefore, I'm willing to go to the core. I'm willing to get there and sit there and be there um, and have it twist me into
0: something that I'm not. And it took a lot of work to get here. You know, it's, it's so, it's so true. And, and so, you know, I'm thinking of the toxicity that can sit within ourselves if we Mm -hmm. um, with the avoidance or um, other possible coping mechanisms or habits that we've learned from society. And the thing that I have been, I'm constantly in a state of, of um, witnessing, but also understanding I think because I'm relearning how to enter into a lot of aspects of my life recently, Um, and so I'm, I'm like looking at a lot of people and understanding and and seeing the, the avoidance and how much pain it causes. And yet it creates a lot of also unhealthy habits on the exterior. And, and the exterior is also, you know, as you said, you know, sitting on the inside, like it's, it's just, it's a, it's an explosion of toxicity that, that is there for that, that you're walking into. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to mind my, my language here around this and, and yet it just if if you're really not transmuting, like you're saying, this this, this pain and the healing that you need to work through. Ah, oh, I don't love using the term need. Pardon me, I must be working through something here. But it it's ultimately like, yes, that transmutation of that pain and energy into um your exuberance, your your power and 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 also your pain, more pain if you if that's what happens when you transmute one pain to another pain, that's also possible. Um, but just allowing yourself to Really sit with it, love it, move with it. You know, is where is where the healing truly can can start from and stem from. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of my experience lately has just been, I don't know if it's based on where I am in the world, um, the level of the exterior pain that I'm witnessing in the habits, the external habits that people have. I'm, I'm really like, I just want to hug you. You know, there's so many people that I just want to hug and I see from my journey to how, um, the societal impacts of that and the justification almost and the acceptance of that, you know, is something that also led to everything that's going on. Like there's so many things that go on in in one experience. Like for me, it's having the porn hub company, um, that's up and all the other, um, porn websites like there's an amalgamation of this justification and this and this fear of everything that just creates almost more i'm using the term toxicity but i know it's more than that and um something else i wanted to touch on too was the idea of the the notion of s- as soon as you term it sexual trauma um you know there's some sort of either like pushback or something um and also like a gripping need for t- for people to be heard and be like oh my gosh please tell me more um, For myself, you know, I've spoken, I've been speaking about this for a while. That as soon as I termed myself the unintentional porn star and started sharing my story, oh, my Lanta, was I like, foosh, like so many people were like, I cannot with this. Like, wow. I was unfollowed. Um, it was just like, what are you doing? You know, and and I understand the complexities behind it and people's feelings yeah. around it. Yeah. And yet I was like, well, no, this matters. And and yeah. it's not even about me. This matters. And it's the uncomfortable uncomfortability society can hold around sex and sexuality and stuff where yeah, it gets stigmatized and then it gets altered and then it gets shamed and then it gets this and then it turns into something that's negative that's negative and toxic. And you're like, hold on a second here. If we hold space for all the complexities around sex and sexuality and, and traumas is where the healing and the expansion comes from. And 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 yes and we're not so i'm on whole tangent we're not seeing that in the world it's almost the opposite is happening in other areas of the world where it's like getting shunned more and you're like oh, like, yes. oh. <laughs> oh wow gosh, so we're on true. So many
1: tangents <laughs> true i mean the irony is that people are more than willing to see misogynistic displays oh. of masculinity um, in you know, on screen, um, in entertainment, um, on YouTube, they're more like they get millions of oh. views, and you know, people are like, "Oh, you know, they're okay with it." Mm-hmm. But you talk about something as fundamentally important as you know the the exploitation. Mm-hmm. Um, Sexual exploitation, sexual traumatization of our women, um, people who ch- identify as women, our girls, and people are like, Oh, well, uh, that's a little private. That's a little like really right. <laughs> Isn't it like a so a psychiatrist that can be seen? Why is that uh, out right? there? can you keep that behind the doors? It's like, um, hello, you know what? I, I became unapologetic about this, about um. I would say, I don't know, maybe it's going on on 10 years, because even though I've been working in the industry, my my momentum, my motivation was largely private. I remember the night, finishing a night shift, um, an evening shift, correct me if I'm wrong. Let me see. Yeah, it was an evening shift because the house was sleeping. I got home and I had prepared, I don't know how long it took me, weeks, this thing I was going to post on some random blog site Mm -hmm. somewhere. I don't remember what it was. It was there that I was i was saying, I'm a survivor of sexual trauma. It would be the first time ever publicly and different things moved me to that position. Um, one of the main things that made me make that choice was that I couldn't move in the work that I want to do and keep doing it, not being more open mm. about my why. And Mm -hmm. it's not to say that everyone has to do that because I don't believe that everyone's path Mm -hmm. is the same. Mm -hmm. I don't believe everyone has to disclose. I don't believe that everyone has to say resiliency and I'm now more powerful because of, because. That can be traumatizing for some and and, and empowering
0: for others. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And resiliency also has an influence in its definition that I don't care for, which we could talk about, you know, Mm on or another time, but. When I was sitting there about to press the enter button and having cold sweat, like I was sweating, I was not hot. Ooh. And, you know, just looking at that button and replaying mm-hmm. in my mind. Like, what it, I think sometimes people may not know, people who are not trauma survivors mm-hmm. um, of any stripe um, may not know that divulging, mm-hmm. getting over the shame, the guilt, the secrecy. The, the fear is almost like fear of death. It's mm. so extreme. Mm-hmm. It's a terror. And so I ended up pressing that enter button. It probably took me a couple hours. <laughs> I was really working hard so, like, at buckets, it. You buckets around you. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> first. Um, And I pressed it. And like, in the end, the seconds before I pressed, it, I was like, I don't give a f-
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can swear. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really
1: don't think I'm like <laughs> I, I was going to read this. It
0: yeah. doesn't.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. I just talk to myself, move myself. um I say that it's that night that I worked towards it, but it really was years in the making. And and then of course I don't think I got any sleep, and I probably checked like four or five o'clock in the morning to see, like, did anybody look at this and people were looking at it. It wasn't a huge onslaught, but I was surprised uh, to see what people were saying. Mm. They were essentially saying Me Too before Me Too began. (laughs) They were just saying they understood. Um, And that was the beginning of me being out. Um, It made me feel more honest about the work that I was doing it's just I, I i feel that leading can't be in talking only mm. and i really truly believe that i'm fashioned for this work it's my purpose on this planet i'm here to tra- you know contribute to transmutation of pain um and the specific area that i specialize in because of the life that i've grown into um since babyhood um it gives me a special focus on sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing about trauma is that the basis of them all is quite similar, Mm -hmm. even though the journeys are very different, um, you know, the five W's and H different, but the base, how it affects a person, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what causes a person to inflict trauma. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, when we break it down to its foundation, there's such commonality, um, but there's also humanity below there. Mm-hmm. If we allow ourselves um, to go through the healing process far enough um, to be able to see that, I've I've chosen to mm-hmm. um, over my lifetime, and I'm not saying that that's where we need to get to. We hear stories of people forgiving, you know. Uh, <coughs> a person who has traumatized them um, or traumatized someone that they love and they forgive them. And I'm not speaking ill of that. I think that can be quite beautiful, Mm -hmm. but I'm not saying that that's what people need to do in order to Mm -hmm. get peace. Um, I feel like a lot of times we're so focused on forgiving someone else and fixing this and Mm -hmm. brace for that. Mm -hmm. Um, not realizing it's it's totally inside it's an inside job because the commonality in all those traumas is that we lose our trust we lose our confidence we lose our self-worthiness we lose a lot as survivors and (laughs) society makes us feel like that's the way it should be even without intending to that's what society does it kind of like me sweaty yeah
0: right right
1: yes (laughs) And then i feel like healing is our return to the understanding that none of that is true Mm -hmm. it's not ours to bear shame or guilt or you know losing a sense of of worthiness or even trust you know trusting ourselves trusting our intuition again Mm -hmm. our guidance system again having faith in ourselves Mm -hmm. that forgiving ourselves forgiving mm-hmm. it it seems odd and intellectually people try to talk about it but it's not an intellectual thing the forgiveness is we almost take on the responsibility of the betrayal and the violation and the exploitation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really beat ourselves up mm-hmm. even whether we're a child or adult it doesn't matter and so it contributes to so much, um, so much lashing out, so much you know, disallowing of of living our lives, um, of interacting with others, you know, interfacing in an intimate way, um, the lack of trust of ourselves, faith in ourselves, mm-hmm. like understanding that our systems are still intact, that we can still discern, mm-hmm. um, that it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a process. And when we choose to engage in that, then everything else becomes a piece of cake, to Mm -hmm. be honest. It's it's not perfect, but it does start from inside of us because we can't do for others what we can't do for ourselves. We can pretend, but we can't actually do it. It's not sustainable. It has no longevity.
0: Oof. I literally this morning had like a conversation with myself being like, and I'm also doing work within my spirituality. And mm. I just had this, this moment with myself where I, I could almost cry. I had so much joy because I was like, we have safety and self again. And like, yes. that is so big, That is it's so beautiful. And I literally had this feeling of like, I can do this, you know, like I can trust again. I can um, because I trust myself, I can connect with people again in a deep way, because I connect deeply with myself. And no matter what happens, you know, there's even and even within this, this feeling within myself, you know, the external world is, is still there to challenge you at times or or provide you with confirmation or what have you. But there have been some challenges in the last few weeks where I've really had to say, I'm so sorry, I I I can't enter into this conversation any further. I is just I'm you know it's not feeling safe for me. And I look at that and I go, holy crap, like, Girl, like what did you just do? Like that's amazing, you know, and you entered in with love, like love, love. you know, like it was so it's been so magical, and oh, and it's gosh. so the feeling of of what you're talking about for me. Is so true because for myself, I don't know what happened still. I don't know how my tape got online. There's, mm. oh, I didn't okay. do it or you know, or someone stole my hard drive, or I have theories in my mind. And mm-hmm. I was searching, I was like, how am I going to heal? You know, how am I going to do this when I can't blame someone, when I can't look at someone and go, you hurt me, even though I can't actually, well, I totally can. <laughs> yep. We can still do that. But, but sorry, my point, <laughs> my point is, is that I was searching for so long for that external source of healing And as much as that is so valuable and so great, Mm -hmm. um, it's something I had to sit with myself and be like, you may never have the answer, girl. Um, So how are you going to do this? And in all of the lessons and learning in time is the realization of I have to forgive myself.
1: Yeah.
0: And it doesn't even matter. Like, okay, if anyone's listening, because I know sometimes even they're still listening to my stuff too. So, like, mm. I, would, I would love to talk. Like, oh, yeah. Let's talk. Oh, and like, yeah. I might step into some circumstances to kind of make that happen. But, anyways, you know, like, <laughs> bring it in. Bring it in. You know, <laughs> like, do I need it? No. Like, oh, my gosh. I don't need it anymore. And that makes me feel free. And that makes me feel. Um, myself again. Like I would say in the last, I can't even, it's obviously it's always an amalgamation of years of work and, and everything, but I'm not kidding you in the last week is uh, these like immense moments of me. And I don't even know what that means. Cause I'm a new person, right? Like we can't go back, but I feel connected to myself. Mm-hmm is, is, is what maybe is, is what's happening. And, and to this new version of myself and to, and to my, my histories and past and my current and future, whatever, I'm just, I feel connected. And in the healing journey, this has been one of the most expansive and explosive in a good way, like fireworks moments for myself in, in healing and being able to be like, Oh, wow. I think I feel safe. Oh my god! No, actually. Well, I feel safe with self. I just literally thought of being safe in the outside world. I was like, oh, we're stepping there. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Start with themselves. But, anyways, yes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I know that so well. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, Amazing.
0: Oh, so, well, so I mean, so I would love to touch on. um, I guess I have in in my, you know, in my notes and my research within you and your site and everything is you're revolutionizing how
1: the world
0: sees and responds to survivors. And so within your work of both connecting with victims and, and healers and, and healing people healing, um, I would love to share and, and connect on um things that you're doing within your work that also involves like having these the world see it in a different way like I would love to even for myself to know Mm -hmm. as I expand into my journey of sharing my story and and everything you know there's a part of me that always goes well how and it's like I don't I know I don't need to really worry about that I just need to be honest with myself and step in authentically every moment and yet you've been doing this for so long like in terms of having the world see it like how do you feel within your work, you're stepping in with that or within your personal self. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd love to almost touch on on that if, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, it does. I I passionately believe and know that being um, is how we learn and how we teach. Um, teaching is actually transforming. There are many things that are transforming now. We're in a very transitional stage on the planet in all areas. And education teaching is one of those areas as well. Um, Storytelling, uh, you know, being the thing, um, uh, sharing, that's how people absorb now. And so part of the revolutionizing survivorship is me practicing what it is that I'm talking about, which was me pressing that enter button so many years ago it's me living my life out loud I'm choosing to do that Mm -hmm. um, incrementally more and more and more Mm. not for exhibitionism it's not for sensationalizing trauma Mm -hmm. porn is not a thing for me not interested Um, I just I feel like we all know on some level what is real Mm -hmm. and so if I'm exemplifying, if I'm talking about empowerment, if I'm talking about all those things around guilt and shame are fallacies, they're illusions, Mm -hmm. they're lies that we choose to believe Mm -hmm. um, and then live by. If I'm talking about that, what am I actually doing in my life Mm -hmm. to exemplify that? Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm saying that limits are what we choose for, if we fight for them, we get to keep them. What am I doing? to exemplify that Mm -hmm. so survivorship revolutionizing it for me is about showing that yeah I'm a renaissance woman and whatever I want to do I do Mm -hmm. whatever I want Mm -hmm. I get Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. just a matter of me choosing to know that to be the truth Mm -hmm. and everything else is just a fallacy now it's not delusion it's not like Oh, I am the queen of Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> la, I more say like, you know, it's <laughs> like a left and right brain integration, meaning that I allow my creativity to be expansive, and then I allow the left brain functions that are very healthy because I did come out of policing after all. I have some structure to me, so I allow the hows. Mm-hmm. of how to get things done in this world that has monetary exchange, in this world that you know has a regard for certain structures in place, I have those come together. So what I envision, I utilize that other side of me to discover how I can manifest that vision in this world. And I do it out loud. I try not to hide my flops, my errors, um, the struggles, the pain. Because at one point I did I was that numbed out, smiley faced young woman that everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, she's doing so well. She's mm-hmm. got a job, mm-hmm. and she's got this. She's mm-hmm. got you know the partner, and like community." <clears access. throat> oh my gosh, she's amazing. Um, and I kept that up for a long time because that's what I perceived it had to be. I had, I thought, and that's the way that you know society has been structured: is that you got to be perfect before people mm-hmm. will listen to you. Mm-hmm. But then I came to a cool point where. I realized I was numbed out. I was doing the things, but I wasn't remembering stuff. People were like, don't you remember saying this? That was such a profound, wonderful thing you said,
0: or you did this. Oh Ooh, gosh. I'd be like, I feel the same way of so much. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Coping mechanism.
1: Yeah. Coping mechanism. Yeah. Like from childhood, I, I compartmentalized. Yep. I would yeah. talk about it even, but mm-hmm. didn't apply it to myself until I I was confronted with the fact that I was not aware of chunks of my different chunks of my life. I was not present there. I pulled my presence away Mm -hmm. as part of a a coping mechanism that was no longer serving me well. It helped me survive childhood. Mm -hmm. There are a number of things that helped me survive, Mm -hmm. Um, and the the other thing about when people talk about being survivors, people think all of a sudden that your entire life experience is now one homogenous mess of pain. It's like, no, my childhood had joy in it. My totally. childhood had pain in it. It had totally. sadness, yeah. had it had yeah. everything in there. Yeah. But for me to survive what was not normal, mm-hmm. I pulled my presence away. And mm-hmm. so I got to a point where I became aware that I was with child. I was aware from the night of conception, Mm -hmm. people who may choose not to believe that, but I'm an intuitive. I I I love that. Yeah. And so that night it came to me um, in my dreams and I knew I was pregnant. And so like I was off of anything that had anything to do with um, harming a child in Mm -hmm. my womb for three months without even having any definitive nothing. I just, Um, and I wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant. That's the thing. (gasps) I I was actually doctors that I was not going to be able to have a baby. So three months in, um, I did the test and it was positive and Mm -hmm. I was positive that it would be positive. And um, that during that time is when I realized that I couldn't go through life being numb. Mm. I, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I could not just keep my unresolved traumas in a box because that means that's what I'm gifting my child. And that's the legacy that I'm perpetuating. So I had to choose to open those packets. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca, it was painful. Mm. Opening things that you stash away into the recesses of your mind Mm. and your heart so it can't cause you Mm -hmm. pain. It's a painful process. And that's why I understand when people resonate with this work, but say, no, I can't, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Good luck with that. I get it. I get it. And not everyone makes that choice. Our journeys are different for, you know, across the board, mm-hmm. going through that process of real healing, deep digging, mm-hmm. and then training as a holistic practitioner, mm-hmm. which allows you to get behind the curtain and. Call bullshit on yourself. It's, <laughs> it's like in the in the gym when you're like you're pushing the weight and maybe the right hands are right arms stronger, so you're like really right arms doing more work on the chest press, and uh, this is where all the check and balances mm-hmm. they all are there right in front of you. You can't when you're training as a practitioner or as a therapist or as a counselor, you can't pretend that you don't know because now you know. Mm-hmm. And so I put myself through those paces and that's what brought me to the point of that pressing that enter button because I I finally got to the point where doing what I had done and knowing what I knew um, I could choose to just keep that glass wall between me and the people that I want to exemplify um, what it looks like to transmute pain or and then not be truly believed people will be attracted but then they be kind of knocking on the glass wall saying (laughs) Uh, mm-hmm. I sense mm-hmm. something, but I can't really touch it. So I'm yeah. out yeah. yeah. So me pressing that enter button was me also wow. swearing to just dismantle that glass wall bit by bit. It's not a total shatter all at once. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a dismantling. And, um, it's inherent, uh, what's inherent in that is a continual, you know, peeling away each layer of the onion. Um, things come up, they return in different ways. It's not ever the exact same. Some of us mm. sometimes will open this up and we'll think, oh, did I deal with that? Yeah. I thought- did that? Yeah. Why am I going through this again? Yeah. It's like Next layer to it. So, <laughs> right, right? Yeah, It's yeah. like next layer. Good job. Good job. Okay, yes, you're ready. You you can deal with this. And so for the revolution revolutionizing of, of survivorship, for me, it's to show that this can be done in an empowered way. Survivorship is not just cry. What well, was me? I'm so small. But there are moments that I feel that way, that I feel so small, so raw, and so vulnerable. I don't Mm -hmm. want to talk to anyone. I don't want anyone to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I just want to be in my space alone with myself. And there are other times when I'm like, oh my gosh, I just realized something. I want everybody to know this. It's like so amazing. I, I feel like I've just healed some massive part of myself. Survivorship is an ebb and flow. It's a textured experience. It's a powerful experience. It's one that um is is not in either or black or white. It's lusciously complex, yes, it's tremendously, you know, interesting and painful and joyful and more common than we admit. Over seventy percent of our human species, has been traumatized oh. in one or more of 17 different ways. Oh wow. That's over five trillion. Oh. And so with all of that walking around on two legs, I wonder <laughs> why we've got broken systems. I wonder why we've got like perpetuation of trauma. It's 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 cyclical. And so for me, the revolutionizing of it is having people look up for me and realize hey yeah i'm not alone yeah i'm totally not alone and it doesn't matter what shape we're dressed in male female child or adult but i am one person Mm -hmm. and my shape is a black woman who's lived the life that i have lived so that's where i'm starting Mm. And then my intention is to expand and reach out to hands to people like yourself who are focused on the same thing out loud so that we can really magnify this message. Wow. And recognize so that we all realize we're being cracked open mm. or being broken whole, which is the name of the other organization that you were alluding to. That's mm-hmm. my media group. And that's where I, I, you know, I really amplify these messages. Is wait, to- wait, mediumship, right? media media the screen oh, media. media oh my gosh I was like wait what? but what you just mentioned is also true but that's a total like I don't want to you guys will be <laughs> like what? For myself, so. <laughs> but yeah that's a whole different topic but I yeah that, that's one that we can have for sure so yeah we can talk about that but yeah so when it comes media, to yeah, yeah. yeah revolutionizing it it's about <laughs> living my life out loud mm-hmm. doing my work for people to see Amplifying it as loudly as, uh, you know, I can so that we can create community and peer to peer um, support and healing and transformation and make this paradigm shift, shift happen.
0: You know, it's, it's really, truly, it sounds the revolutionizing is you being you, you know, and you honoring every part of your experience of who you are your desires to help, your desires to heal yourself and others. And that's, that's revolutionary. And for anyone that's listening is like uh, something I'm, you know, I'm writing books and I'm talking about these things. Is like for anyone listening, like you are enough, you know, you are revolutionary, you in your healing, in everything you've experienced, the, the pain, the hardships, the joys, the bliss, that is you you know, and you are brilliant, you are unique. And, and within that uniqueness, you know, finding those spaces and those communities and those peoples that can hold you in your uniqueness without trying to shift or change or, or theoreticize or or, or what have you is, is, is magic. And, you know, and that's what I felt with you was that, that space to be unique in, in myself, um, that space to also the feeling i keep saying feeling held and it and it and i almost want to try and verbalize how much more of an impact it it is and and how i belong somewhere but it's like i don't belong somewhere that i have to sh- shift and change myself i don't have to belong somewhere and have the same experience as someone else like i just belong because of who i am you know and also what's happened but like it's it's who i'm who i am who i'm becoming and and the It's just so amazing. And for anyone, yes, like being, being a human, you know, is a mix of all experiences going through trauma and healing is a mix of so many things. And, you know, existing is, um, I'm going to be mindful of my words here, but it's, it's, it's special. And I don't want to say that to, um, you know, take away from someone's pain or make it feel special. That's so not what I'm trying to say here, but the existence of self being yourself and honoring who you are with everything that you've experienced and feel and are working through is, is, is magic and, and, and human and, and beautiful and powerful. And, you know, just like, just be you as you are and, you know, we're here, Kate is here, True Soul is here, all the organizations, how people, other people that are speaking about it, like there's just so much here and the expansiveness of that is so beautiful. And there's a tendency within myself, within this work, you know, I've been doing this for five years and I would say, this is the year where I'm really truly expanding into helping others in a, in a way that feels so different and substantial for me. And, And it it sometimes makes me feel like um, everyone knows this. And Mm -hmm. then I also have reminders that it's still mm, um, not small, but the voice is still growing is what I want to say. And how important, you know, you are and I am and and anyone else is. And, And I also enjoy what you said about, you know, just because one person speaks about it, you know, you and I are speaking and like, we know how to put our... Feet down and be like, hear me, you know, that's so awesome. And and also anyone who just chooses to hold themselves the whole time and journal, that is so powerful. That is so revolutionary. And just to honor that. And and oh, you're so loved, you know, so loved in where you are right now and who you are right now. And so I just, you know wanted to share that feeling that I received with you, with anyone that's listening, no matter what you've, you've experienced or not experienced or what have you, like you belong and you are unique and impressive and like, you are a human and humans go through a lot. So like, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cheer, cheer, cheer. Um, <laughs> gosh,
1: so wonderfully
0: said, so yeah, <clears clears> hurting <throat> <throat> <Pardon> me. <throat> Um, so uh, I, I I could talk with you for, I don't know, days, hours, probably, (laughs) like truly lifetimes. Uh, (laughs) And, um, I think for this, this podcast episode, I would love to sort of start creating a circular moment here. And within what we've been speaking about, um, is there anything that you feel you're called to bring up and also second part if there's one thing that you would love to leave um the listeners with um what would that what would that be yeah so
1: what i'm called um to do my work is it's it's like truth whispering if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and truth is so expansive like Mm -hmm. we fight over it often as human beings we say no this is the truth and Mm -hmm. I'm right and you know and sometimes our validity has to stand on the shoulders of someone else being wrong Mm -hmm. for some reason Mm -hmm. just being true by just being who we are and so Though this work is mired a lot um, in the word trauma, the reality it's it's really about truth and healing and love. It's about um, the permission to exist as we are, as we are um, shifting and flowing um, and ebbing and being willing to do that out loud. So my work, is to show that pain is a part of that picture for us, mm-hmm. and that if we can have equanimity, which is a type of neutrality or objectivity, mm-hmm. understanding that change is as consistent and constant as death. Like that's the only thing that's consistent. Everything, mm-hmm. that pain, like mm-hmm. everything, everything else shifts and mm-hmm. becomes something else. And if we could just stand uh, in witness mode with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's where we can find our solace, um, our peace, our stillness away from the pain. Some, you know, just to to Mm -hmm. be able to look at it for a minute and understand that we are not that. We are not the pain. We're not even the joy. We're not all these different things. We allow expression of those things, of those emotions, of those responses to life circumstances. And we're all of those things at once, which means that we're quite powerful and quite expansive. Mm -hmm. And so when we attach ourselves to a reaction, Mm -hmm. to a traumatic or a series of traumatic events, we're just allowing just a mere portion of our capacity to exist on this planet. and so, I feel my purpose is to come to that realization out loud through my own experiences um, and then invite people to a safe space to uh, share and come to that realization as well and for us to do it together. And so with all that being said, my message to everyone is just be true to you. Mm -hmm. That's what helped me survive childhood. That's what gets me through my days, the really, 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 really hard ones. And even the most amazing um, blissful ones is truth is where stillness is, that's home.
0: Oh. <laughs> wow, like my eyes are watering right now. I thank you isn't even, I can't, that doesn't even do justice to what I'm feeling right now, or how grateful, like, how do you even exist? Like, you know, this is really what I'm feeling is like, where the heck did this woman come from? She's like, amazing. And wow, like, I can't even, it is just so amazing to speak with you and connect with you in a way that as I'm learning, of of course, in a, in a beautiful way is so aligned and um, shakes the earth in a, in a way it, that is truthful that, you know, that just like shake, 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 like, I don't know, like a reminder of like your truth or who you are, you know, it really feels that powerful. So thank you for literally standing in who you are and revolutionizing and, and speaking and and creating and holding space for and all of these things like i'm just so in awe of you, Kata. and i'm so i'm so thankful um that we've connected and i cannot wait to continue threading through all of these aspects of healing and life and and speaking and, and what have you to just continue to permeate the world with joy um truth expansion um, pain holding pain you know mm-hmm. and so wow hey thanks for listening please visit my website www.rebeccareinhart.com you can find all the information of what i am working on you can sign up for emails so you can get some cheeky emails from me and updates and um yeah thanks for listening i can't wait to connect with you find me on instagram find me on tiktok Find me on YouTube, find me everywhere, you know? Let's make it a game. Just kidding, RebeccaReinhardt.com. Okay,
1: bye.